0: Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by friends of film, a podcasting an in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss how the MCU should introduce the X-Men. As always, I'm your host, Hood, once again, joined by a man who celebrated May the 4th in style, Josh Straley.
1: Sometimes I think I celebrate it more than July the 4th, just like festivities-wise.
0: So, Star Wars greater than
1: patriotism? Well, when you think about it, though, Star Wars is an allegory for patriotism, because it's like... Defeating the tyranny, which is the empire. Uh-huh. I mean, they're not taxing our tea or anything like that, but they do in episode one. So there
0: is the that, trade there Federation. Is this, well,
1: and, but I mean, is it England? I don't know. So prequels know. greater than all other movies? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, that is something that is not true and never forget it. Everyone. But they're
0: more relevant. Apparently
1: they are more relevant. Well, are they kind of based on what
0: you just said? Yes, they are. In terms of, I guess, at least July 4th is concerned.
1: Yeah. Because you could argue, like, they're taxing the trade. But that's the Senate, which goes into more tariff territory. But which one's
0: has more fireworks?
1: Episode 6. So. Which is July the 4th, because that's the defeat of the Empire. Yeah. Or at least in the movie canon-wise. I guess. Yeah. But hey, everyone. Don't forget... You can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter, at Friends and Film. And be sure to check out the rest of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, leave, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps.
0: Yeah, it does. And as always, go over to our website as well, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com. Uh, we have reviews up on the site for a bunch of different movies. We'll have more up in the future as well, even though we're currently all kind of just like, in the aftermath of Avengers: Infinity War, waiting for like Deadpool two and Solo and the rest of the summer season, yeah, to uh, kick off, it's
1: the doldrums for like that place where there's like no wind or anything. So yeah, it's just kind of like the content black hole,
0: <laughs> basically. But that is not going to stop us from making content for you guys. And this week, we thought uh, in our main episode we ranked all of the X Men movies from best or from worst to best, mm-hmm. um, which we thought. Well, with that Fox-Disney merger deal looming, agreed upon, just waiting to be officially approved, uh, we know eventually that the X-Men will be brought in to the MCU in some way, uh, which we have not really talked about how that could happen, how it should happen, when it should happen.
1: We've argued about everything but this.
0: (laughs) So figured now is a good time to do it. So I guess before we get into the, the big question of the big question sure. i mean really I, I mean, do you want to see the x-men brought into the mcu
1: yes i mean you'd have to be insane to say no to this yeah i like listen there are i have argued like every which way to say i like the x-men movies because they're doing things differently now mm-hmm. but at the same time if you can bring in a whole new cast of characters into the mcu put one more stone in kevin feige's infinity gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on we, we all want to see the the snap of the finger and have all marvel properties together yes so i've i've come around to being like all right well let's just get this done then let's see let's see what happens yeah
0: i'd be a i mean it's Spoilers for Avengers Infinity War. It'd be a reversal of the snap. Oh, <laughs> Instead <yes>. of disappearing <laughs> some properties, it's mm-hmm. bringing them all back. Maybe that's Avengers 4 spoiler right there. That's Ooh. how that all happens. Um, but I mean, we since we both, I mean, obviously I want this to happen. I mean, I want Marvel Studios and Ken Feige to have all the toys they can have. Mm-hmm. I want the Namor rights fully back. I want the Hulk rights fully back. I want Spider-Man's rights entirely back So we don't have to worry about... Is Venom an MCU movie or not? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh,
1: where are the Hulk rights at?
0: They are the solo movie rights are at Universal, oh, and of so Universal, for whatever reason, doesn't want to sell them to Marvel, and yeah. so Marvel can't make a Hulk solo movie unless uh, Universal is the distributor on it, so they get all the money. <laughs> mm. So it's just like it makes no sense. So obviously, that's why they're not making any Hulk standalone movies. That's yeah. why Hulk was. A supporting yes. basically co-star of Thor Ragnarok was because you can't technically have a Thor standalone or a mm-hmm. Hulk standalone so we're just going to do his arc in Thor Ragnarok and then Avengers 3 and then in Avengers 4 as well so you basically get a Hulk movie out of three movies instead
1: yeah very so, clever
0: but as far as when this should happen I think that is a different debate Um, I mean I personally, I'd want it to happen as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But like Kevin Feige has said that like, we're not really thinking about that right now because yeah. we the, the deal hasn't gone through. We're not going to, you know... you know. Count the chickens before they're hatched. Yes. That, that, I, I knew it was an egg the, hatching yeah. phrase that I was looking for. and I was like, I don't remember what it was though. Put the
1: cart before the horse.
0: Exactly. So they're instead looking at the properties they already have. We talked about, you know, the Eternals or Nova or Moon Knight, or other characters potentially looking for to be new franchise leads or whatever. So those characters are the current focus, and then the X-Men and even the Fantastic Four uh, are on the back burner. They're looking at them as like, hey, we may get them, but until we know we actually have them, we're not going to spend time developing these movies, just in case... Hey, okay, let's get this Fantastic Four or this X movie ready, so we can start shooting the second the deal closes. Then the deal falls apart, and like, well, now we don't have any movies for twenty twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> dang it, <laughs> totally screw up the MCU. Um, so I mean, when it when should it happen? I feel like it should happen in like phase five. I feel like that's what will happen. Like phase if, five, okay. If phase four starts in twenty nineteen with Spider Man f- two. Mm-hmm. Continues on for three years until Avengers 5 comes around in 2022, 2023, um, whenever that takes place. Then, like, in that year or the year after that, that's when I think the X-Men should be brought in. So that way, it's not just like, all right, we have the X-Men. Get them in as quickly as possible. It's instead like, all right, we got them. Let's develop our characters. Let's develop the storylines we want to tell with them and then bring them in. That makes sense. Okay.
1: Okay. Is that the earliest you would ever want them? I mean,
0: I'll take them earlier if okay. that's possible, yeah. but I, I, I may be thinking more in terms of like, when do I want maybe an X-Men movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could probably set up the idea of the X-Men earlier. and I think my pitch could maybe do that. Yeah. Um, give, give us the seeds or the idea that these mutants are here bef- and then give us, you know, a year or two of like more seeds, more planting. And then, A year after that, it's like, now the X-Men are here.
1: Right. That's a really good point. But, like, you said, so phase five is, like, the most natural way. Yeah,
0: or, like, the very end of phase four.
1: Gotcha. Okay, perfect. I'm going to go ahead and say earlier, like, which is basically ASAP. Okay. The deal closes, say, early 2019. Yeah. I know it's estimated for the summer.
0: Late 2018, or at the earliest, mid-2019 at the latest,
1: looks like. Yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. What is mid-2019, really? That's Infinity War. That's the, the closing. Mm-hmm. Whatever world-bending things have happened by the end of that movie, we know one thing for certain. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel's coming back to Earth. Captain Marvel homecoming, if you will. <laughs> and she's going to be the most powerful person. Her powers are going to be basically like the fir- like outside of her and Wanda. Yeah. Her powers are going to come from just her and... like their actual genetic code, I suppose. In yeah, some or ways. her
0: new genetic code. Exactly. Depending on how they tell her origin.
1: The first that's the first time we'll see this. But also we'll be in this new universe that she's helped save, create, whatever, however the infinity shown infinity stones shake out. So why not just make, oh, in this new universe, everything's the same, but this a certain segment of the population, a certain percentage, point mm-hmm. 2% 1% whatever the the statistics yeah. are for x-men they're going to develop genetic modifications is it a side effect of the radiation from the soul stones and all the infinity stones being like just like you know cast out all over the planet mm-hmm. sure maybe the sh- infinity stone dust into the water supply <laughs> whatever the case is <laughs> and then that's where you go so people start developing powers and all of a sudden x-men boom and you just rise it up from there okay but of course, if you're just starting your X-Men series from that point, how do you get Professor X in? Mm-hmm. And how do you explain where Professor X has been? So That's a very good point. It's the it's the hardest thing to mesh together with these. Because if he hasn't always been, you've got to explain um, where he has been. Yeah. And, you know, I think we, I, I said on the main show this week, I'm not really in for a young Professor X mm-hmm. as much. because I want the big bald dude. I don't know know, who plays him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think you can get them in somehow, some way. It doesn't have to be the same universe, natural progression. Okay. But the Space Stone and the Reality Stone, they open up portals to different places. Mm -hmm. Slide them through. Let's get them in somehow. Or maybe it combines two universes together.
0: And then you'd want to bring over... The cast that already exists, or completely mm. recast?
1: I don't think you can bring over the cast. That I don't already think so exists. either. I think you got to recast. Yeah, but it would be like Photoshop, where you like fade <laughs> in one of the layers and then you composite the image. It would be perfect.
0: So that—that's your pitch. That's how you think it should happen. I think,
1: I think it should happen exactly after Infinity Wars because it's the most wild cosmic. I mean, you have the most power ever right there, mm-hmm. and you can explain things in a lot of ways. Or else, if not, you're waiting for another big time villain to shake things up. Mm -hmm. And that probably won't come along until, you know, a doctor strange or, you know, the end of phase four, five, and six. If you're waiting that long, depending on what they what they're planning. And we won't know that until we see the new slate, which won't probably be announced until the end of the year. Uh, At the earliest.
0: earliest. I mean, Kevin Feige's made it sound like they're not going to announce anything until next summer. After Avengers Four, <laughs> mm. which will be tough because I mean, Guardians Three we know is shooting at the beginning of next year. Yeah. Black Widow is looking for a director. Um, you know, we know some of these projects that are going to be on that are going to be coming It's just going to be more of like a. I think they're just going to try to keep a very tight lid on what the other movies like. I think 2020 will be pretty like safe. It'd be like uh, it's going to be Guardians, it's going to be Black Widow, and we'll get like Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm maybe i mean yeah yeah pro panther 2 probably too quick for that but like we're going to get a lot of known properties and even the new property quote unquote is a character we already know yeah. and then it's then it's not like a oh major spoiler of like you know iron man it's not iron man 4 it's like wait well, okay iron man survives right uh, it's like okay we all we all assume these people are going to make it out anyways makes sense and then 2021 2022 and so on that's when we'll get the new kind of uh, fallout of Infinity War events happening. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my, I, I mean, I, I like, I like this idea that okay. it could happen right away. Um, I am just not. I don't know. I'm just not sure about. Is it too soon? Maybe, because I'm. I'm just worried about them just instantly coming in, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, and now we have thirty more superheroes, yeah. and it's just like, oh, okay. This is a lot all of a sudden, right? Um, and then, like, yeah, like I don't know. The, the the hardest thing about pitching this idea for me is like, how do how do we do this without having to tell the origin of all of these characters right. again? Right, like, tedious. Because like, how, how I mean, how can we do a new X Men movie, which I think will be called Uncanny X Men? Mm-hmm. Uh, how yeah, do we how yeah. do we how do we do this movie and not ha- and already have the Ma- the Magneto and Professor X? dynamic established They they've been mutants for a while it's not like they're brand new um how do we how do we do that and not completely wreck concept that came before it, alternate realities i'm not that big of a fan of because then you're just like you're throwing in you can throw anything out you know in future movies but oh alternate reality person whatever doesn't <laughs> right. matter but and my pitch doesn't necessarily find a great solution for this but okay. i think the the coolest way for them to be able to do this uh, would be to play off of one of marvel's biggest comic um storylines which was house of m um where scarlet witch wipes out all of mutants oh, i boy. want them to do a reversal of that where like whether it's the end of Avengers four or I think it'd work better in Avengers five. Okay. Scarlet, Witch is still alive, but she's still dealing with the fact that vision is still dead. Mm -hmm. The time stone has been, or the mind stone has been sent off. Who knows where, not her. And she's struggling. Uh, Maybe even they, like she's brought kids into the reality now with her hex bending powers. um, And people start calling her out on it because she's losing her mind. And, Because of that, she's like, no, I need more people like me. And then she like, hmm, utters a a phrase, utters or does some spell or some hex power that instantly gives, yeah, it's like 1% of the population or less than half a percent of the population, uh, a mutant gene that is instantly unlocked. And it it could explain why... Because in Age of Ultron, they're very cagey about her and um Petro oh, cool. and how they made it out like all like oh I oh your hatred for Stark that's what made you guys different mm-hmm. in, this, in this experiment but it's like is that all it it was just vengeance it was revenge that's the that's the only thing that separated these two apart from the countless other people that it were experimented on and right. tested on that doesn't make a lot of sense but you could instead have like in the in like Avengers 4 or, or Avengers 5 whatever like they're like trying to figure out what's wrong with her. Like, yeah. what's wrong with Scarlet Witch? Why is she is losing her mind and all this stuff? And they like look at her genes and they figure out that, oh, the Mind Stone didn't give her these abilities. Just opened it up. It unlocked them. Yeah. And that's when they're like, she has this mutant gene. And then it's like, what? This mutant gene is here. It's been here the whole time. And then when she finds out about this and they maybe try to suppress it, mm-hmm. then she goes, no. If there are more people like me, then there should be more people like me.
1: So she's, the and, th- and then she she
0: basically creates all these mutants, and then we just see like a fire chain of events of all of these people getting mutant powers, and then Phase Five would be all of these characters trying to come to terms with their abilities. Yeah. Um. But again, I don't. The only reason I don't love that is that it like how it, it doesn't allow for these characters to come and established right It's origin stories for everybody, mm-hmm. which you could I mean maybe there's an interesting way to do that, but we've already kind of seen the origin story for these yeah. characters, and if like Professor X is a new mutant the same time as the other x men mm-hmm. like how do they how do they make him the mentor instantly? It's just, like, it's a very difficult balance to make.
1: Right. When you're so far along already, there's no really good way to, like, say, like, oh, well, this nude version of Wolverine has been, you know, puttering around, you know, the earth for 200 years. That can't be the case, especially because, I mean, it can be, but you have, what do you do to explain their absence Mm -hmm. and then their presence suddenly? Yeah. And... I mean, you could get around that with just saying, "Oh, well, they've just always been in hiding," and or it just could mm-hmm. be Professor Xavier is getting old himself, and he can no longer hide them from the world, right? Through some mental ability, because I mean, you really yeah. would, it really wouldn't take too much to say, "Oh, he he's been hiding them from plain view this whole time because right he's been wiping people's minds I, as they go forth."
0: I guess one thing they could do is like cuz part of you know Magneto and Charles's like dynamic is the fact that they're basically they become they're the first mutants that each other ever meets in the comics. Yeah. And so that's why like they both take on these leadership roles in this community is because they're like the OGs. What would be interesting is if like you know Charles and Magneto have known each other this whole time and mm-hmm. they have had powers but like they thought they were the only two like you know Charles has reached has like used cerebro all these years trying to find anybody else and he, he there's nobody. And then all of a sudden at, so at, a, at a moment's notice there's thousands, tens of thousands of people yeah. that he instantly feels and connects and he's like, something's happened and then he realizes he he's able to sense Scarlet Witch because it's, it's not newborn. it's not a it's not some sort of like a, a a hidden version of her powers where it's like, oh mm-hmm. well, it's the mind it's a mind stone plus for mutant genes that got her powers. It's just all for mutant gene now. Um I mean that could be a way to do it. That way you could sell those people yeah. who've existed for like, you know, since the ninth of like for all these years and they're like in their like late forties, early fifties mentor roles, and all of a sudden now there's an uprising of mutants, and then that's when they choose their sides. Of like, Charles, like, we finally have enough people who will be like us. Yeah, that we can stop these Avengers <laughs> from terrorizing the ta- from terrorizing the Earth, right? And causing all this destruction, we can take over. And then Charles, is like, no, like, yeah, we need to raise people to help them that's to be, really be better. Point. Maybe, maybe I just fixed it. I right. fixed my th- I fixed my pitch on the spot. <laughs>
1: Or, yeah, I mean, like, that's a perfect—that's actually a perfect addendum. Or even maybe not just them, but a select group of them. But with the somehow, like you said, that activates so many more. Right. And, op- and then it opens up the door to the, to our numbers have grown. Let's now take political power. Mm-hmm. And then that, I mean, that that in and of itself, a mutant war is really. Because yeah.
0: well, cause then, I because I feel like once the X-Men are involved, Marvel's going to want to eventually do avengers vs x-men like that'll be like avengers 6 yeah or like avengers 7 or something and it's like if this flip happens in like avengers 5 or avengers 4 whatever and then they like build up through two phases like x-men keep coming to prominence and then like the first uncanny x-men team shows up Mm -hmm. and then all these other heroes like wait who wait who are you guys yeah wait what are mutants and then like the world finds out about them rejects them um, for whatever reason that's uh, that's a different discussion of how you can do that in a world where superheroes are so loved I mean maybe after Avengers 4 people just totally hate superheroes because of (laughs) all the destruction and um, you know just the catastrophic nature that they've brought upon earth but you can find there's a very easy way to start there and then build to a place where that Magneto's X-Men have risen to power in some area. You know, Genosha, his, you know, Magneto's mutant island is formed. And then he's like, all right, you know, the Avengers just brought this other threat to earth and almost cost us. We can't stand by anymore. We're going to go attack them. And then Professor X has to go talk to like Dr. Strange, be like, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> yeah, we're mutants. Uh, there is another mutant army coming to attack. Uh, we have to side with you. Because we want Earth to survive and then the X Men can be like fully fledged prominence and like phase six through ten. And like that's so far sure. thinking. Right. But like I feel like that's it's the it's the easiest, it's the best way to bring them in, keep some history, mm-hmm. but then also make it so it's not like like that question of like, wait, so where have they been? Like I love that Captain Marvel is going back to the nineties, but that's a very big question I have is where is Captain Marvel been for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Why isn't Nick Fury called her before now? Like mm-hmm. They have to address that.
1: For sure. And We will get there, our answer to that. But that's a really good, that is a great point um, about, I mean like the the history is so essential. And then like, I mean yeah, um, when you do get their story in, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And Avengers vs. X-Men is the perfect one. Especially if, like, yeah, there is a vendetta right from the spot. I haven't read that comic run or even a synopsis or a summary of Mm -hmm. what sparks that war between the two factions or between X-Men and Avengers. But, yeah, that's the clash movie that you want to have. Especially, too, if you work it up so, like, it's Civil War-esque where you're like, Mm -hmm. one of these guys is right. I, I tend to like Tony Stark more, but I mean, it's right. better. So like, I'll, I'll go with that. And it could Whatever It, could, the case it could
0: come at a time where, you know, if, you know, say, say, say this comes in like phase six, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is in his like fifties mm-hmm. playing Dr. Strange contracts, probably up. You can like have this like war take place and like have Magneto and his mutant army actually like kill off like some big members yeah. and be like, oh snap like and then we just again it's just full on X-Men from there on out and by
1: that time too these you know Disney will have amassed a billion dollar to make the first billion dollar film so you can have a slew of talent and mutant powers oh, yeah. just going off It'd be perfect but again when you bring the X-Men in do you make X-Men movies or do you make X-Men standalone films and how does that fit with the slate because I feel like man. it has to be a team thing because that's just how they've always been
0: yeah I I guess with my pitch I would want them to do you know like the creation of the X-Men at Avengers 5 mm-hmm. and then the f- second movie or the third movie in phase 5 I yeah. guess that would be would be the first uncanny X-Men and it's like you know Charles with like Cyclops and Nightcrawler and um, just like some other characters that haven't got their spotlight yet. Like if you know New Mutants gets canned all together, just mm-hmm. gets thrown in the Disney streaming service, whatever yeah. future it holds. Like you could reuse some of those characters. Um, you know, like there's there's a way to to do that, and I feel like you start there, and then you can get like a Wolverine standalone. Eventually you could do like a, a rogue movie, (laughs) you know, that one that like Tim Miller's developing, but not his version. Like Kitty pride or yeah, Kitty pride. Um, you know, get a Kitty pride movie, get a storm solo movie. Um, you know, even like just a, a Jean gray movie. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. I think you start with the team and then build off out of that. Almost the exact opposite of the way the MCU's done it so far. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that'd be the best way to do it, especially if it goes the way I, I, I'm i pitching and it's like, all right, here is all of a sudden thousands of mutants exist, you know, not only on earth, but across the galaxy. Yeah. And you'd have to find a way to bring them in very quickly. And if you just did like, all right, well, we're going to do a storm movie. We're going to do a Jean Grey movie. We're going to do a Cyclops movie. We're going to do a Nightcrawler movie. You're you're taking ten years to get to to get to the first true X-Men movie. And at
1: that point, you're just like, "Oh, enough
0: already!" Yeah. At that, at that point, it's like, is you know, dude the, is the X-Men title the new Avengers, where it's like, "All right, we're gonna do X-Men standalone movies, and then they
1: come together to be the X-Men." Yeah, and there's only so many. I mean, there's only so many months in a year as well. Yeah. So where do you stack these movies? I mean, you can go to for a year to give yourself enough runway and everything like that for marketing purposes and things of that nature, but still. If you want to run all of those properties, if you want to use up Tom Holland's five (laughs) Spider-Man films, you know, contract, you you are, you're playing, not a dangerous game, but you're, you're mapping out of just not only your superhero films, but Mm -hmm. all of your other properties is one huge conglomerate. Yeah. Things are going to get crazy. They are. And perhaps that's why the streaming service is coming about is because Mm -hmm. They've done. They own. They own the box office. Now. Yeah. So, where's next? Netflix and Hulu.
0: And that's the thing. Like their Disney streaming service is said to like be taking movies that are like between f- f- like anything under a hundred million dollars is going to end up on the streaming service. Or the streaming service is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So like but that's a hundred million dollars is a big budget. That's not. That's not an indie movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Not you know all. that that's a very big budget, and you know that's the crazy thing. Like. I personally am, I'm like, uh, of the opinion of, I don't really, I mean, I'll take all the Marvel stuff I can get, but more than four movies a year in a single, um, you know, universe, and a single continuity, um, all f- taking place one right after one another, it's like, that's, four is, like, the max I feel like I could do it, where it's not like, alright, well, Avengers Five's coming out but I already have trailers for the next three movies after that yeah. and it's like so I know those characters are surviving or I know that whatever thread is coming is, it doesn't change things that much because everything still looks and sounds the same mm-hmm. here um, but then there are other people who are m- much more inside than I am who are like oh no it's going to be like six a year yeah. and it's going to be three from Marvel Studios and then there's going to be like a Fox X-Men banner right. where they're going to pump out three movies of their own Sheesh. And it's like, I mean, that's just
1: insane. And then don't forget about the DC stuff. You know, I mean, I yeah. mean it's out there. I mean, that that's cross talking. But there's how well, do you when you bring them in, and you want continuity. Uh huh. Maybe you don't want continuity, and then that just throws this entire question out the window. Right. But we're assuming you do because that way you 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 maximize your potential mm-hmm. audience for every film you do. Yeah. How do you set it up? And I think I think it's, you know, one every three months. But
0: it'd, it'd be less than it'd be less than that probably. It'd be less it'd be one every two months. If
1: you which, to do and two six a year. Which know, is or, I mean
0: the I mean that the, the counter argument to what I'm saying is we're gonna get three MCU movies in the first six months and a week of this year. And then we're not gonna have any for eight or nine months till Captain Marvel. And I know between Ant Man and Captain Marvel would be like, oh, I really need another MCU movie right now. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's what they're just going to try to feed, but it's a lot. I mean, I don't know. Would you be open to the possibility of like, they do, I mean, Avengers four opens up the idea of they don't, maybe don't, you know, introduce multiple realities of like, all right, well, we're going to pull people from this reality to this one. Uh, to this other one so that way these people can all survive and we can kill these characters but mm. I bring them back instead they introduced that idea so that way they could do a there's a reality where the X-Men gene that mutant gene has already existed and these characters have been living and then we go to that reality and then you know seven years after we get that introduction Ooh. then the realities cross over through like a doctor strange mind melt where he accidentally brings together mm-hmm. two things or it's like a secret wars thing or whatever, yeah. Would would we be open to that sort of a thing where that's technically in the MCU, but it like the, the continuity of it all is completely separate.
1: Audiences are open to just about anything, but what's hard is how do you do it? And not make a million people around, you know, in the theater, across theaters across the world say, what? Yeah. How does that make any sense whatsoever? Because you could totally do a continuity, an MCU continuity X-Men team who exist in their own reality where Tony Stark never exists. And it's just the X-Men all over again. Mm -hmm. But you do crossover points. Yeah. Where the dimensions, you know, the streams cross, if you will. And they get pulled into one reality or the Avengers get pulled into theirs. Then it's all of a sudden invading alien hero force, trying to figure out what this world's all about. And then the X-Men are coming out of like, Hey, we defend this planet. Yeah. Take that punch or whatever happens from there. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) it's, and you, and I know, I mean, like, it's kind of weird that we're actually finally at the point where we can say, well, you can just about do anything you want now in these movies, Mm -hmm. but, Doctor Strange, and I mean just all the Infinity Stones being collected. Open that up, you can you can really do whatever at this point, especially with Captain Marvel and the Guardians films Mm -hmm. as well, and then you know even hinting at the Eternals, bringing those to the uh, the the big screen will just really open up so many portals for this for the X Men's introduction,
0: right? And I mean, who knows? Maybe they're gonna try to. Because Marvel has been very conscious since they have Spider-Man, and Spider-Man was a much easier introduction to make. You mm-hmm. just plant a 16-year-old kid in New York who got his powers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, doesn't change a thing. X-Men is totally different uh, situation, so maybe they would do. And since like you know they've been very um, conscious, as I said, of not reusing or rehashing things that have been in previous Spider movies. So like. You know, they've been kind of weary against Green Goblin because there's been multiple Green Goblins already. They don't want to, like, they don't want to do it. Mary Jane Watson or Gwen Stacy because both of them have already been used. Yeah. Um. They've been trying to keep things fresh with this new take because if they do the same thing, it's going to feel like we've already seen this before. So maybe what Marvel Studios would do is instead of going all in on, like, Earth based X Men, they'd go in on, like, Cosmic X Men, yeah, and then keep pushing things cosmic where you can be like, Oh, well, these characters aren't interacting because they're on the other, they're they're 10,000 light years away from where mm-hmm. these other characters are at. So, what happens to them, you know, isn't influencing these other characters in any way. So, maybe that's where they go. Um, but most of those characters still have somewhat ties to the earth, so it'd get really complicated but that's what the X-Men are. They have crazy backstories. So, um, all I know is I don't envy, envy Kevin Feige and his team for trying <laughs> no. to figure this out. I'm sure they probably already have an idea of what they want to do, even if they aren't actively making scripts for it or anything, but, uh, I have all faith in the world and that team to figure out a way to bring them in organically and bring them in the right way and deliver these characters on the big screen properly. Um, it's just now a matter of time of when they ha- when they do it, and if they want to use my pitch, you're, it's it's totally free, Kevin. <laughs> if you're listening, you're probably not, but it's all free. Just uh, let me come over to Marvel Studios one day and just like walk around, because <laughs> that'd be epic,
1: <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, the X Men. It's possible. It's definitely harder if you don't want to mess with anything. Right. Too crazy. But at the same time, they're they they're doing crazy now. Mm-hmm. So get in on it. Yeah,
0: and that's that's just part of it. I mean, Fantastic Four is a different discussion. Oh, well, maybe maybe we'll easier. maybe we'll do that. I don't know if that's the one's entire big question. Um, but you know, maybe we'll do a Fantastic Four introduction thing later on um, to kind of tie everything together. But uh, that's all we have for this ep- for this uh, version of the big question. Uh, if you guys enjoyed it. Obviously, go over to iTunes, subscribe, share, retweet this episode. I think you do. Give us a five-star review on there as well. We'll be back next week with um, another episode, another main show. Don't know what it's going to be. And then we're going to do another big question as well. So be sure to tune in for both of those. And then, you know, again, just subscribe because it's really easy. You subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you want to subscribe to us. And then instantly when the podcast goes live, you get it get a notification it's, it's just right there you don't have to search for it you don't have to wait for it It's just right there instantly um and you guys can listen to it right away and then obviously uh let us know what you guys think as well on how the mcu should incorporate the x-men tweet us all of your ideas at friends of film on twitter and then Be sure to follow me on there as well at Movie Cooper and Coops underscore Hoops.
1: And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan.
0: And thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast, Josh.
1: Thanks for stopping in, everyone.
0: And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.